My name's Mark Cope. I'm Andrew Baxter. And this is... Season 2... Of Puppies and Watermelon. Here it is. Oh, welcome to Season 2. Didn't even know it was Season 2. How about that? Where do you think we've been? Except for incredibly busy and in different countries from each other and in lots of different places. Yeah, that's a good idea. Very good idea. It's been months. I haven't even... It has. Generally, I'm just going to check now. I'm not entirely sure we've released an episode this year. No, we did. We released one, but it was recorded last year. So we have we have not released one of this year's March. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I was looking at the date of the first ever episode. Still March. Still March. But now, right now, it's June. And if things all go well, it'll be June when people listen, which will be great. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. If it's not June when you're listening, then you should listen to it when it was released. Yeah, bad luck. Bad luck. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to open my other, another beer. Pick a number between one and four. Three. Okay, I'm going to have a Sharps Wolf Rock. It's a red IPA. I don't know what a red IPA is. I hope I like it. I've also got a, I've got a beer from Lidl. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it properly. Lidl? Lidl? I do not like it. Oh, no. Oh, really? <laughs> that was a great wait, choice. Wait, wait. You've gone to Lidl. Is it called Little? Yeah, I call it Little. It's identical to Audi. Apparently, there were two brothers that got in, like, they're no longer in speaking terms, but they've both made, like, businesses that are identical. And I don't know what... How, do you differentiate between the two? Between Audi and Little? Yeah. No, no, as far as I'm concerned, they are the same place. Yeah. I'd like to think one is, you know, one of the brothers is just evil, by nature, and the other one's like, you know, a proper human. So one is you're supporting some kind of, I don't know, bad things in the world. But anyway, we got this uh, beer from there, and I was very proud of it, and I told my brother, and I don't think he was too impressed because apparently you don't get the cheapest beer. But this beer, they sell it in the supermarket by the litre bottles, which is new for me. Do you buy bottles by the litre? No, I don't buy them. I've, I've seen them. I'm trying to remember where I've seen litre bottles, but no, I don't buy them. Uh, oh, no, no, I've bought, you can get like double bottles here, which is 600 mil, but not, not litre, no. Let's play a game. I'm going to, oh, we're going to do it in Euro cents, which is probably in between pounds and Australian dollars, which is pretty. Okay, so we're going to do it in Euros, right? So I nah, guess, let's do, yeah. well, which, which currency do you prefer to your game? You, you tell it's me what currency game. you want to guess well, it in. I, we'll, we'll play it in Euros, why not? Okay, Euro cents. How much did Cope pay for one litre of beer? I will tell you it was on special. It was on special and you were in little. Yep. And it is 88p to one euro. So I reckon you spent 40 cents on beer. Man, you're good at this game. It was 48 euro cents for oh, a litre of beer. I went too low. That, went too that low. Was, it's absurd. Like, so in Australian, that's probably, I don't know, like 60 cents, 70 cents. Uh, that would be, oh, come on, Andrew. 48, did you say? Yeah. 75 cents. Isn't that stupid? 75 cents for a litre of beer. Is it, is it real beer this time? Well, I think so. It has the, all the effects of beer. Tastes like beer, does it? Yeah, like, because we're in Spain at the moment, and if you thought Prague was cheap, like, here we... We went out the other night and we got uh, a, dr- a drink each. And then there's a thing called tapas here, which is like a little little plate of a little something, something, little food, and which is great. And we found our first one that gives you a free tapper with a drink, which was a surprise to us, which was news to us. And we bought two drinks and four tapas. And we ended up paying 
eight euros. It's like twelve dollars. It's crazy. That is eight euros for two drinks and four tapas. Yeah, at a cafe. So there's there's no cover. You get one free tapas with your drink. Like there's no prices on anything. I think from what I heard, they they kind of based on what what drinks you order, they kind of uh, include tapas or don't include tapas on the bill. So I guess if you're a bit of a dick, they'll just like charge you for more. Like say the tapas are five euro each or something. But I don't know if you've got good manners. It seems to seems to be the go. Tapas is where it's at. I'm not enjoying this beer. I'll tell you that much. Oh, God. That's a great choice. Did you get one of those mixed bags? Different? No, I just got a... Oh, God. It tastes awful. I just got a selection of where it was like four for some money. Is it like beer blood? Is it red? I don't know. Let me pour it out into something. I just need to find... I'm up... Uh, oh, God. Well, you know, that, that, tea, that mug doesn't look like it's had too much in it too recently. Um, no, it's brown. It's brown. Okay. you got to be careful with mugs. Oh, it they, smells they, awful they as well. <laughs> this is why I don't drink... I'm sure if I'd known it was going to be like a ruby one, which is obviously what it is now, I've tasted it, I would not have got it. This is something that is, I'm very passionate about, and it's it's beer here, but I would relate it to steak. Like, are you a, are you a steak eater? Oh, yeah. I say that. I'll tell you. I don't know the last time I had a steak, but I, I do love a good steak. The problem is that they're just very expensive. Okay, let, let's say... Let's say money wasn't a problem. Let's say it was steak night, like some, you know, the special night, student night, they got steak there. <laughs> it's steak night, I'm definitely not getting a steak. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's say it's another steak. This is kind of part of it. What percentage of your life have you ordered a steak and you've been ecstatic with your choice? What percentage of orders? Do you mean like I've decided and said, yes, I made the right choice, and then when it arrives, I'm happy with it or made the... Yeah, what's, what's your kill-death ratio? Like... 90% of the time you order the steak, are you, like, stoked with it? Or is it like, oh, who knows, it's going to be a flip of a coin if I'm going to like it or not? I feel like it is a flip of a coin. I reckon it's, it's 50-50. But you do kind of, it does depend where you are. You can kind of tell. Sometimes you're like, well, the steak is going to be awful. And sometimes you're like, well, it should be pretty good. See, that's what, that's what I don't get. I like People always take the piss out of me at restaurants. But if I go, and usually if there's steak on the menu, there's always there's always something I like. Cause I, I don't eat steak, believe it or not. And... People, I don't, I don't, most people don't understand why, but I just don't like it. Don't make me eat it. Or well, clearly you've never had a nice steak then. Well, this is what people say, but I'm not going to do it because every time I go out, I'm going to have a burger or a pizza. And it's because you can never get a burger or a pizza wrong. Yes, you can. Now, well, if you're me and you eat Cole's pizzas, you can never get a pizza <laughs> wrong. <laughs> So what you're saying actually isn't that you can get isn't that burgers or pizzas are foolproof. It's that you have very low standards for pizza and very high standards for steak. I don't think. Yeah, well, I think everyone has high standards of steak. That's the problem. I know some people who do not have a high standard for steak. Oh, really? Anyone who answers the question of how would you like it, anyone who answers that with "well done," does not have a high standard for steak. <laughs> from what, yeah, from what I hear, that's that's cooked. What would you order it for? If the choice was steak or steak. So you've ordered a steak, and then the waitress says to you, "Okay, and how would you like that, sir?" Oh, I don't want to. I don't want any redness in it. Don't, don't like do your job and cook it. Right, so so something that... I, I, don't, I don't have that option here. I have the, the most I have is well done. I, I can write down burnt if you want. Is, is that yeah, what you like, want? Yeah, like cooked, cooked. Just cook the fucking steak. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't <laughs> don't half do it, and then flip it too early, and then go like, "Oh, I can only flip it once. I guess I can't cook it all the way through." And then give it to you. That doesn't doesn't work like that. <sighs> You're missing out. You are missing yeah. out. I think people think that steak is like cookie dough. 
It is a good steak you can eat with a spoon. <laughs> okay, no, but but also <laughs> that wasn't the way I was, I was thinking because that's disgusting. That's that's weird. How is eating a steak with a spoon any worse than eating it with a knife and fork? <sighs> Go on, answer that question. Fork. I spread butter with a spoon, so oh, what the fuck? I can't get my utensils right. Do so you like it red? You like it mooing? Yeah, I have had multiple blue steaks in my life, and I've loved every single one of them. I normally ask for rare because, oh, well, it depends on the place. If I'm in like a Weatherspoons, which is not of a not of much repute, then um, I'll ask for it to be like rare medium because I don't want to die. But if I'm in a really nice, like the nicer the place, the rarer I'll ask it for it to be made. And if I'm in a really nice place, I will every now and then ask for it to be blue because I don't want my steak to be hot. Okay. Would you eat a hamburger where the patty isn't cooked? I have done, actually. Because that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. So in France, everywhere I order a steak or a burger or anything, I raise that up one. So if I feel like a rare, then I ask for a medium. And if I feel like a medium, I ask for a well done. Because they have a whole different standard, which I felt fell foul of about 50, uh, 40 or something when I didn't I asked for the burger and they asked me how I wanted it and I didn't really understand the question because I was like you and I went oh well I want it cooked please well I don't think when when you order a burger there are no options it's not you want an a, option burger no no you want a burger like don't give me a burger that's cooked like a steak that's a steak that's for the fools that eat steak and get a 50% flip of a coin give me a burger that's a that's, oh Jesus don't get me started but really nice burgers are really nice and really crap burgers are not. Burgers Burgers are still a flip of a coin. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Especially chicken burgers. Chicken burgers are even more temperamental. A bad chicken burger can be awful. What's a bad chicken? Like, what does what a bad chicken mean? Dry? A bad chicken is, is dry, and then when you bite into it, the bits of the edge are a bit hard, and they scratch your mouth, and then it's, you know, if it's dry, it's awfully, often not going to have that much flavor. To me, a bad chicken burger is you order the chicken burger, and they give you the steak. That's the bad chicken burger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't mind. But what would you do if there was an option for to have a burger which was chicken and a, a beef burger? I'd probably go the chicken just because it's pretend healthy. What if they said the chicken? Like, how would you like your cooking chick? No, <laughs> you, you no. Cooking they're going to cook the chicken. They're going to cook the chicken. You do not get asked how you want your chicken done, but they're going to say, but would you like... how is that any different to a steak? What do you mean, how is that any different to a steak? Chicken has salmonella. Steak has salmonella. Steak has mad cow disease. It's a different, entirely different thing. That's the reason I can't give blood in Australia is because apparently I have mad cow disease. So you're in Spain now. Uh huh. Uh huh. So how is España? España is very, it's very good. It's uh, we're in, in, Sp- in Spanish, please. Come on, in Spanish. Spanish. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I don't even try. <laughs> I don't even try anymore. Like I, I try with Italian, maybe because. Italian words are kind of similar, like I guess the Latin origins or something like that. So there's some words. So I just try and speak in some Italian words and see if they, you know, can make sense. Not. There's a lot of a lot of you guys here. There's a lot of Brits here. I was about to say, you know, they probably all speak English, right? Well, they, it's funny because some places you go and the, the first thing, like I say, like Italy, Italy, I give it a real red hot go. But here, like the first sentence is like, "Do you speak English?" <laughs> and they're either like. Oh yes, a little. Or they'll just look at you and say no. <laughs> like, what do you think? This is Spain, and I get that. I get that. Like, if if we're at home and someone comes to us and they're like, "Do you speak Spanish?" And we're like, "Of course we don't speak Spanish." Like, we're <laughs> no, <Australian."> get out. <laughs> but uh, 
I'll I tell you what, the, the best thing I've learned, the best thing you can do with someone, if, if they speak, like, even if they speak horrible English, like they're, they're waiting your table and, you know, you fumbled through, like, 20 minutes just to order a bottle of water or something, at the end you just say, when there's a little lull, you just say, thanks, like, your English is very good. And their token response is always, like, no, nah, no, it's actually really bad, but they love it. Like, this is, this is coming from my experience as well. Like, I know my Italian's bad. But if someone says, like, your Italian's, Italian's pretty good, I'll say, oh, shucks. Oh, no, it's not actually. Oh, I've still got lots to learn. And then I'll sit there and think for a moment and go, those bastards did the same trick that I normally do. And it totally <laughs> worked. Like, it makes you feel pretty good, even though, like, you spoke like a pre-primary school kid. But at least you're giving it a go. Your Italian's good. You didn't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little pro tip. Anyone, if you've got someone that's uh, speaking to you in another language, I mean, trying in English, just, just tell them they're doing real good. Like, it's, it's coming along great. They'll love it. I do get the same condescending thing as Swedish. I okay? know. Oh, I understood what you said. Yeah, you understood what I said because it was in context. I said it very slowly and I told you what I was about to say. <laughs> that's it. And we took 10 minutes to discuss. When I worked at this function center in Perth, we had a lot... I was pretty much the only person from Perth there. They're all international people. And uh, one mate that was there, he, um, he's from Brazil. And for some reason, like, because I sympathize with people learning another language, that I'll often, like, speak, like, a, a broken, stupid English, just, like, the basic words. Yeah, simple simple English, yeah. Yeah, I, if, I, if your vocabulary, yeah, if your vocabulary was 30 words, like, how would you talk with someone? Because that's what it's like. And he would get so annoyed at me. He's like... Mark, speak to me with proper English. <laughs> I'm very fluent. I just have a strong accent. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I know exactly. I know that you're talking like an idiot. But you do, I know, there's that, there is that type of English where you speak very slowly, very clearly, and you try to use as few words as possible. And then as soon as you come back out of the country where you'll be speaking that, it's quite hard to adjust. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, mum and dad have been here for, like, they were here for, they just left a couple of days ago. They are here for two weeks with us in Spain. They've been over to see you a lot. Yeah, they were there. Well, the last time we spoke, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're over on birthday in, in, in London, and then uh, it's been like six months since then, believe it or not. And so the last minute they got off work, and, and we just happened to be at this uh, Airbnb for a month, and we had a car, so we're like, come over now. So they were over for two weeks. But yeah, so like, cause for the longest time, it's just been Nat and I talking to each other, and she must be bored shitless of me. But just having like... <laughs> people like that you can have conversations with and like you can cook them dinner <laughs> we got we like cooked a spread it was just a, a real treat and you just can't form sentences fast enough that your head wants to say just because you're not you're not used to using <laughs> english that good so i apologize for my broken english but nat's been traveling with you the entire time and i don't know what nat's italian is like but has nat taken up any of the speaking non-english of the many places you've been? No. No, that has not. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, she's, uh, I guess, uh, it's just not a, not a priority for her. Like, you can, like, you can get a, buy in a lot of places just speaking English. Like, we didn't really realize can, this. Yeah. yeah, and we didn't connect the dots until, so, like, the Netherlands, their English is, like, better than my English. And where was the other one? There's another country. Um, England. Portugal. I think, yeah, England. That's it. Portugal. It was something like the countries that, have Western movies, so like we've gone and see like the, the all the Avengers movies and stuff like while they've been out because I want to keep up with that. And the countries that have 
subtitles in their language but the movie in English so we could watch it, they all spoke like a perfect English because they learn their English through the movies. It's the countries like the Frances, the Italys, where they're well off enough that they pay voice actors to translate it and dub the movies, but they don't have that experience. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Kind of weird. It's like we've spoken to people that have this, this girl uh, in, um, in Italy who had an American accent just because she's learned English by watching American movies. It's, it's, it's weird talking to people like that, isn't it? When you talk yeah. to them and they're going, oh, so, so where are you from? Like Oregon or something? No, I'm from Milan. <laughs> and they have no idea that that's an accent just because yeah. that's all they've learned. You say, you've got a really weird accent. Do I? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know how many movies you'd have to watch to like learn a language. That, that's impressive in itself. So Portugal, they had pretty good English. That makes sense. They're the, the oldest alliance in the world is between the UK and Portugal. I'm glad that makes sense. And you said, where, where else was it you said? Netherlands. The Netherlands. Yeah, like- I have heard that uh, for Dutch people, they, um, they, yeah, they all speak very, very good English. In fact, there's apparently there's moves to make English an official language of the Netherlands. Or the, I keep saying Dutch. The, an official language of the Netherlands. And also, if you're in a social situation where any person only speaks English, everyone just speaks English. Okay. They're pretty used to it. It's just the Yeah. So um, this is going to sound really bad, but uh, our horse instructor, I say our, the one, the horse instructor my family uses, he is Dutch. I love that you have a horse instructor. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said it's going to sound really bad, but he's Dutch. I did not find this out for many, many years until he told me. And I was just like, what? That doesn't make any sense. You don't sound Dutch at all. He goes, yeah, that's what I've been speaking English all my life. Why would I? Why would I have an accent? Yeah, I, I tried my old Mark trick saying, like, your English is very good. And they're like, no shit. Because <laughs> I speak English. Yeah, they know their English is good. They're just like, yes, it is. <laughs> Are you offending me? What, what do you mean? Stop like, speaking like in broken English. I can understand yeah. you. That's when they're going, my English is better than your English. I know it's good. <laughs> yeah, Netherlands. Netherlands. So, seeing, I've already pointed out a little bit, but we've recorded two episodes that we haven't released yet, and they're kind of going to, we'll see if they release at some point in the future, but I think you might need to quickly catch up, everyone, on your travels since Christmas. So, I think the last thing we spoke about was you were in the UK, or, no, it was, it was when you were in the UK, and we hadn't actually managed to see each other, because even though you were literally an hour's drive away from my house. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So where I feel you, forever bad. Give like, <laughs> yeah, give like wow. the quick case notes this of where is, you've been since. This is going to be actually quite a test because the UK immigration, a, a very like they question you on everything. And I can't remember what I did yesterday, let alone like where, <laughs> what country were you just in? Like, I can't remember. Like, I'm going to get in trouble. So I've written a spreadsheet like where we've been. But I'm going to try and do it to the top of my head. Let's see. We went to, so we're in, in Prague for the first month, which I think we record an episode there. We're in Finland for a couple of weeks, we saw Santa and the Northern Lights for five seconds. Then we were uh, London for a couple of weeks, that's what you were just talking about. Folks come over, surprised us, crazy times. We went to Italy for quite a long time, for Christmas and New Year with family, with relatives, sorry, and or family relatives. And after that, we scored a house sit in Scotland. We're in Scotland, house sit for a month. And we managed to, our accomplishment there was watching the entire Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., all the seasons. Good series, if you haven't seen it. I have not. I'll have to go look it up. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, no. Man, it ties all the movies together. It's fantastic. Oh, good stuff. And guest stuffed. What do we go after that? We're in Poland for a while, doing some ski stuff. 
That's right. We did a did, when we we're in Scotland. We did a road trip around the northern ones, and I did. I tell you, I, uh, we stopped at my plot of land in Scotland. I think I remember you mentioning this. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that was maybe in, in the lost episodes. You've been to your your plot of land, and yes, you, let's look out for the lost episodes. And Cope will talk about his Scotland trip. Uh huh. Uh huh. And we've done a few house sittings from this. We ended up jumping around the plot a little bit, but we're in like. Uh, Amsterdam for a couple of weeks looking after a dog. We're in France, northern France, looking after a cat. We took a bus all the way from France back to the Netherlands just to see flowers. I think we mentioned that, just to see the tulips. You went from France to the Netherlands just to see tulips. You know they have tulips in the Netherlands, right? You'd you'd have just gone straight to the Netherlands. No, no, no. So so we're at the Netherlands, but they yep. weren't out yet. So we went down to France to the house sit, but then we had to duck back up to see him because they were just blooming. Oh, so okay. And back up there. Yep, yeah. Were they worth it? Were they worth the, what, four-hour drive or something? The 30-hour drive. Wait, which bit of France were you in? Kind of towards northwest. It was... Northwest. You were in the Brittany area. That's it. Yeah, we went, did day trip to Normandy and around that area. Brittany. You would have, it would have been near Cherbourg. Probably. You know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the port there that's all i know that's all i know really really crazy they're just like uh castles just around the corner there's a castle Where, where'd that come from real pretty around yeah. france real surprising this is a normal thing for the uk and france and all this is is that there is a castle nearby i know you australians think that old stuff is like wow look at this building it's 200 years old we got yeah that over there yeah, that's, that's a thousand years old yeah yeah everywhere. it's just there they've gone Still in, in use. All, all, yeah. all states have ruined. Some of them, like, people have forgotten about because they're that, that old and that bad, but they're all amazing. Did you know, this This is a really, really interesting fact. I'll see if, actually, I wonder if you can guess. We might have to edit it to make it actually sound like a question. What do you think is older, the Aztec Empire or the University of Oxford? Well, I'm guessing the Aztecs was, was somewhere before the World Wars happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's like, that's Mark's history knowledge. That's narrowed I'm down. I'm guessing, well, the way you phrased it, I'm, I'm going to say the, the, the Oxford one is earlier. The University of Oxford is not only older than the Aztec Empire, which is several hundred years older than the Aztec Empire. Okay, and what, what century were you talking? Like uh, 1950s, 1930s? 1950s, 1930s. Uh, well, off the top of my head, Oxford University was established in the 11th century, and the Aztec Empire was from around the mid-16th uh, century to... A couple of hundred years later. But I would have to look it up and fact check it. Even before Jesus was born. That's crazy. No, no. Long so after really. Jesus was born. <laughs> no, long after. <laughs> well, your maths, your maths is way off. <laughs> this, but this is what I mean. Is that Australians have no concept of what no, man, long history no is. Yeah. You basically be so like, we, wait, so was that the 30s? Or like the pre-30s? Like... <laughs> and we, you stay in places and they're like, this building is like 400 years old. You're like, How's it still standing? Like, we can't even get things to last 30 years. You'll be like, wow, that was before Gallipoli. Yes, a lot (laughs) of stuff happened before Gallipoli. It's crazy. Uh, I've got an interesting interesting note to talk about when we get to the end of this timeline, interesting about history that you'll find fascinating. So keep it going. Where where were you? So we are in Poland. You went skiing. Yep, dirt cheap. Like, oh, fuck. I can't believe how cheap skiing was there. And then we got some fluency in our travels. We went to Croatia for three weeks. Oh, you bastard. Oh, it's great. I'm going there soon. Going there in August. Saw a bunch of Game of Thrones stuff there. That's it, It's fabulous there, eh? Took it easy there. Then we caught the ferry across to Italy. The ferry was was a real treat for us. And I don't think ferries are meant to be real treats, but they just were, it just was. Like, got to go on a boat, have a sleep. It was an overnight one. 
we were just like walking around like like it was a cruise, but it wasn't. It was a ferry. I think I've mentioned it before, but a ferry is the only time that I've come across a place where they're like, yeah, it's all you can eat and all you can drink beer and wine. Oh, I need to go on that ferry. It was Stockholm to Finland. I can't remember which bit of Finland, but um, it was on our uni, uni trip, so we got kicked out of there an hour before that. They said to us, oh, look, you should come in. Look, it'd be great. Look how much value you're going to get. We're open until 11. Because, and look how cheap that's going to be because we're open until 11. And then at 10 o'clock, like, get out, you're all drunk. <laughs> I just didn't, didn't realize you were students. The best bit was when they like turned us up and go, no, no, we're shut now, we're shut now. And then, so we go sit with some other people we were with. And then we realized that one of the other beer taps isn't turned off because they're not actually shut. They just hadn't. So we're just like, oh, that's it. And they, they were quick to shut that down. <laughs> we're also closed here too. We haven't told you that. We're closed. By the way, get out, please, and stop making mess. And then uh, I think that's the trip where I left two cocktails on the bar because I ordered them and I was too drunk to remember to wait for them to be finished. That's like you go on a uni trip and you go on a, on a boat to Finland. Like, where do we go? Like, we didn't even have a uni trip. But I think the international students went to, like, the Pinnacles. Like, that's hardly Finland. The Pinnacles, which I haven't been there because I was planning a trip there. Somebody else mentioned we're going the same day. I was like, oh, that's great. Maybe we'll see you there. And then I got busy because work. And then uh, when they came back, I was like, oh, yeah, I couldn't make it because of work. But how was it? And they went, oh, yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not great. I wouldn't bother going. So I never went. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's cool. But I guess if you're coming from anywhere not from Australia, there are far more interesting things. You drive two hours to go and see some rocks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, beer is very different when you're drinking it out of a mug. And when you don't enjoy it. I've finished that one now. Oh, already? Okay, you've moved on. I'm on to the Guinness India West Indies Porter, which um, doesn't taste very different. But I'm drinking it out of the same mug. So there's apparently another Guinness that, like, there's, I remember seeing two Guinnesses in the bar, and I said, there's this one, then there's a there's a blue colour on the logo, it's blue. I said, what's this Guinness? And they're like, it's colder. <laughs> <laughs> he fell for that one. <laughs> but I don't, I don't get it. Was it a joke or was it, it was a different... Nope. that's Guinness extra cold, yep. It's the same Guinness, but just with, it's colder. As far as you are concerned, as an Australian, the extra cold is Guinness. And then what they have next to it, where they have the Guinness with just the normal logo, that's warm Guinness as far as you're concerned. Okay. Which one would you have? It depends on the time of year. If it's winter, I will have normal Guinness. If it's summer, I will have the extra cold Guinness because it's hot. Okay. No one's made fun of that. Interesting. What do you mean no one's made fun of it? Like, it's kind of absurd. It's the same beer. Yeah. Chuck's a mask. Chuck's a mask. I honestly have no response to this. <laughs> It's a bit of a, a, bit of, a bit of a farce. Anyway, you were in Croatia and you took a ferry across to us. <laughs> and then we got to Italy and we got a hire car there. And they're like, good news, that, that Mini you wanted, you're not having that. We upgraded you to a huge four-wheel drive. And we're like, awesome, it's free upgrade. How could we go wrong? Was it free? Then, it was free. Oh, it was, you okay. Don't, you don't want a four-wheel drive. Like, you don't want a huge car in Italy. Like There are a lot of windy roads. There are a lot of roads where there are no lines and they're very small and there's a cliff and the Please tell me you went somewhere like Tuscany or Milan where they basically have don't have enough space for a mini, let alone a four-wheel drive. Oh, no, we drove it for 10 days in Tuscany. Yeah, no, that was great, yeah. And Cobble roads are like four feet across, yeah. Exactly. Our, our driveway to our Airbnb was a 15-minute one-way where there is literally a wall one side and a cliff the other, and there's, <laughs> there's grass. So, like, if people come, if you go on the grass, you don't know if it's, a cliff or if it's uh, if there's a place where your tire can go. And these Italian drivers, I've never known Italian driver. We learned, we read about it and we were warned for it. But, man, however you drive, they do not like it. 
Like they're so impatient and the speed limit don't, the speed limit's not even a recommendation. It's a joke. Like the constructions, like construction goes down to like 30 or 40. There was a tunnel where I, I stuck the speed limit because there's speed cameras. And the problem with rental cars, if you get a speed camera, they get your license plate. You don't hear about it until six months time when the rental agency bills you for it and they've added their admin fee, right? So there's horror stories of people getting like, thousands of dollars of because you don't even know you're doing a bad thing until like there's no flash there's no nothing you're just so paranoid about that. and then you get told by the way here's your 50 dollars speeding fine plus our 200 dollars administration fee six exactly. times over exactly so i'm driving by the speed limit and this is not okay by everyone like definitely the two it's definitely up my bum definitely the flashing all this kind of stuff and they just drive so fast around these tight corners and i was, I was a nervous wreck the whole time didn't want it like our four-wheel drive has these flash mags on them. I'm not wanting to scratch in it. Oh, it was just the pressure. But I'm a better driver now. <laughs> You're better. <laughs> better driver. Because it's the added problem of driving on the right-hand side of the road and, and all that kind of stuff. But that was a stressful 10 days. But um, went from there. Fuck, what's after that? You are going to get asked this at customs. Where have you been, Mr. Copes? Shit, yeah. Now they moved to Portugal. Will you come into this room, Mr. Copes? Yeah, no, that's... It's going to happen. Mr. Copes. How do you not know? And then, then we're in Spain now. So, ta-da, we're here. Which bit of Spain? Spain is a big place. We don't even pronounce the towns right, so I better not even pretend to say that. We're kind of southeast. Southeast of Spain in general, is oh, it? Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> so, do you know, you know where Seville is? Seville. I'm looking up at a map now. Uh, Seville, Seville, Seville. So, are you north or south of Valencia? That's a great question. We're not near Seville, so don't go off of that. You're not near Seville. That's just a a place where everyone seems to know. Seville's kind of like... Oh, yeah, there's Seville. I can see Seville, yeah. It's kind of like the main city from where, like, I don't know, that port where, like, the close to Africa, what's that, Gibraltar? Gibraltar, which would be part of the UK, thank you very much. Oh, Gibraltar, really? Is it in Africa? No, Gibraltar is it's on the Iberian Peninsula, but it's part of the UK. Ah, oh, you've lost me. Okay. I'm not going to go through the 400 years of history about, like, well, even more than that, the many, many years of history of Gibraltar. Gibraltar, English, is part of Spain geographically, but not politically. Huh. Interesting. Have you been there? Are you going there? Are you going there? Are you, apparently no, you're in... no, no, I've just heard of it. Apparently no, you're near Cadiz. We are near, it's called Mahaca, and we just called it Mojica. Mojica. Mojica, that's how you be, spell it. But it's, is it spelled with a J? Yep. So it'd be, yeah, Mojica, yeah. Well, I, I probably would have gone too far and say Mojica, yeah. Mojica. So we, we had a car here for two weeks with the folks, and uh, and we ended up driving back to Seville, checked out. We, we've seen a lot. Of, it was cool because mum and dad going to Real Game of Thrones the last season. They, they binge-watched it all, so we checked out a whole bunch of sites, which was, it was really, really cool. And... Uh, Became, I'm surprisingly comfortable driving on the right-hand side in a manual because it's so confusing with the, I have sympathy for everyone, like with the hand on the opposite side of the car, like it's a weird, weird thing. But I have a confession to make, which is that I'm pretty sure that I have made disparaging comments about manual, uh, about automatic drivers on the podcast before. I know I've definitely spoken down on them before, but um, I recently got a new car 
and it's electric. So it's single speed, and I'm loving the fact that I don't have to change gear. You've changed, Baxter, you've changed. I have changed. Tell me more about this electric car. Well, you see, what happens is it's, it's like a normal car, but instead of plugging it into fuel, I plug it into the wall, and then it just works interesting interesting is have you done like the maths of how much it costs to fill up a tank oh god no <laughs> i just i just knew it would be cheaper uh right so a tank in a petrol car like say it's like 50 pounds and it will get you 400 miles 500 600 miles so that's best be really generous say it will get you 600 miles which is really generous in my car i get free charging at work for most of the week i'm only really paying for the long trips of the weekend and then I get 120 miles for about eight pounds. So to get 600 miles out of that, that would be five times six, which is 40 pounds. So I'm saving 10 pounds-ish compared to a really efficient fuel car. Wait, tell me about that. Does that mean that bit about the eight pounds? How do you know that's eight pounds? Because that's how much it costs roughly to do a full charge on a rapid charger. Oh, okay, so that's like the stats that was you were told kind of thing. No, that, that, as in when you go up to a charger, you plug it in. And then you connect on the app and say, I'm charging on this on this charger. And it goes, okay, cool. Plug it in. Okay, right. Yep, that's charging. We'll bill you when it's finished. And then it, you just go and get a coffee or something. And then when it's finished, it just goes, hey, uh, your car's finished. By the way, it's going to cost you eight pounds or so. No way. I didn't know that's how it worked. So there's like a charging station, like uh, somewhere on the street. Uh, it depends, right? So I've got charging points at work. So when I'm parked at work, I can charge. I can literally plug it into the wall, but it takes a really long time to charge like that. So like a, a micro USB probably won't connect it up? Is what you're uh, it would probably take about six months to charge through a micro USB, okay. yeah. Yeah, because my iPad charges really slow, so I figured the car's probably a bit slower. <laughs> well, the way you look at it is a bit different to... like. So now when I'm looking at it, like I'm charging it, I'm thinking how many miles am I going to get per minute or something? Not literally down to the minute, but that's kind of how I'm thinking. Is like, if I plug into this point how long am i gonna to have to wait here until i can get to where i need to go and on a on a home charger it takes 13 hours to charge from empty to full that's all right but but which yeah, it's fine when you're charging overnight but when you've got to like do a quick journey it's not going to work obviously so the rapid chargers take about 40 minutes to go from basically empty to full i haven't really needed to do that yet because when i've been able to do that i'm like i only need half the range now so i'll just charge until it's mostly full and then i'll be all right so are you like a, a smoker now like so instead of like bumming a cigarette you try and bum a powerpoint from someone you're just like gonna... oh i've got so close sometimes so it's tour season in the uk which means i'll be playing some frisbee in the in tour and um, we've been sleeping in scout huts and i have really been thinking like do you reckon they notice if i just ran an extension lead in and just charged it overnight like it wouldn't be that much electric they wouldn't notice but I tell you what, at work, we're all like jockeying for spaces and stuff, spaces and stuff to try and charge our cars because we're like, oh, are you finished now? Because I, mean, I need to charge mine because I'm not going to finish. We can tell we're all so tight. None of us charge at home because we can just charge at work. So you're all like a uh, whole bunch of electric drivers? In this company, it's company policy that all the company cars are electric. Whoa, that's cool. Unfortunately, we have slow chargers, so they take eight hours to charge my car instead of four considering you should be at work for eight hours that tends to be okay yeah it's fine if i can have a whole whole spot for the whole day but um i don't really need it that much like i char- if i'm only driving from home to work and back that's 10 miles driving in a day which on those charges is like um 20 minutes i need about 20 minutes of charging a day but um i'm usually driving more so i do need a bit more but it's i've already had the problem is that when you're trying to convince people like this is a an idea that works you come up against so much resistance where people are going, oh, no, I couldn't have one because I, I go, like, how does it take to charge? Oh, it takes takes half an hour. Oh, I couldn't stop for that long. 
Wait, so when you're driving 400 miles, how often do you stop? Oh, probably about twice. And how long do you stop for? About half an hour. So you can. <laughs> yep. Basically, are you like a, a Mormon? Are you... What do you mean like a Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> hear me out, hear me out. Are you such a convert of the electric car that uh, you would walk around and hand pamphlets out hoping to convert people to the electric car? What's your investment level in this? You mean, am I going around telling other people to get electric cars? Yeah, like if someone says, I can't do it, are you well, on, the, on the range of like, well, don't get one then, to like, no, you really should. How, how convincing? Pretty far to the really, you really should, because um, I want more people to get electric cars so that more charging points get put in so that I can benefit. <laughs> so it's, a com- it's a completely selfish reason. Yeah, yeah. That's great. For entirely selfish reasons, I'm like, can you suffer a bit with me so that I don't have to be alone? That's great. That's just like, <laughs> it's probably like, yeah, it's how, how video game consoles work. I really need you, you should really get a PlayStation so I have someone to play with. Yeah, they're, they're so much better than an Xbox, which uh, someone else has, but I don't, so you need to have a game. It's the way the games work. Like, you, you really need this Call of Duty. You just need it. I'm telling you, it's the best Call of Duty, the one I've got. Apart from Fortnite is now um, cross-platform between, cross between Switch and Xbox and PC. Okay, like, I don't know what, what's recently happened, but... Well, you've been you've been travelling for nearly a year now, which I mean <laughs> would reckon means that your your gaming time has been severely limited. It has. So, considering that you weren't really up to speed before you left, you must be quite far behind on what's going on in the games industry by now. Well, I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't keep up with things, but what, I guess what I'm saying is, like, technology has somehow also progressed. Like, since I remember hearing about PUBG on like. Uh, we went to like a. Then we went to that land place in um in Perth. Yes, and I was yeah, talking about we like, went to this escape. Gonna yeah, there's going to be a big deal. Like, yeah, whatever losers, it looks shit. Yeah, we, we played <laughs> the beta and, and we're like, well, this is awful. And then it ter- got it turns went, out it was a big deal. Blew up one game of the year just with the exact same beta, which was just as buggy and still is. But somehow, what blew my mind? Somehow, it worked flawlessly on your phone and tablets and like we. Since when did phones and tablets have these awesome games? I just want to take you, take you back to the point where you said flawlessly. It does not well, work okay. flawlessly. Well, yeah. I will, I will say, like, I dabbled with both Fortnite and PUBG, and as much as I want to, like, love PUBG, because from what I know, they invented the Battle Royale thing. They did. And now, not, like, yeah, go every, every, everything else is just taken over. Like, it's just a thing that games do now. Like, the Fortnite one's just extremely polished compared to PUBG. But Fortnite itself was a different game. Is it? Right, so this is the thing where, where basically, so it's like, um, uh, let me try and think of a good example. So Fortnite was a game where you, I'm pretty sure, well, let me look this up, where you uh, defend yourself against zombies and you build like a, yeah, Fortnite is a co-op right, sandbox survival game. That's what I and thought. Do that's that. what, I thought it was completely then, different. And then they released Fortnite Battle Royale, which was uh, Fortnite gotcha, ripping gotcha. off PUBG. PUBG right. ripping up many other things. And then Fortnite got really, really popular because children. So it, that's the problem is that uh, there's a huge amount of the gamers who it's kind of shifted from gaming being about the people who have money to the people whose parents have money. Because we may have noticed we, we both have no time to play games. So that means we have basically zero voice on the, uh, the gaming industry because we can't afford it. But with Fortnite, it's going to be which parents have the most money so they can spend the money on it which and they're going to go with Fortnite because they can basically like i don't know they can twerk in it or something well and it's and it's free it's free to download it's a great model but 
as long as I don't have like the credit card access. Like I'm severely against games that you know you pay to pay to win. Freemium is such a bad model, but uh, the problem with it is it is also such a good model. Well, it's, it's how they're getting all the money, so it's gonna they're always gonna push for it. Did you? I, I, I might mention this before. But did, I, did you know that Clash of Clans is a billion dollar game? I am not surprised. Multiple billions of dollars have been made by Clash of Clans. I mean, Clash of Clans is getting a bit old now, but I was amazed when the Clash of Clans could afford a, a Super Bowl spot. I was going, how on earth have they done this? But they've made multiple Oh, they made it. <laughs> they billions. made it in the earnings from the morning, the morning before the game. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, uh, let's see if I can find a quick number. No, I can't find a number. Still. But anyway, how is a game where that you, you can download it for free made so many? There's a number here where it says they've made $1.5 million per day. Holy shit. I'm not going to read the rest of the numbers around that to actually vindicate it. But still, a game which... Uh, and I did play it for quite a long time. I will admit I played it, but I, sp- I put no money into that. Um, for games where you can get money for skins, which I hear that's what Destiny is like, I'm not sure. I can't, can't vouch for that. But I'm... Yeah, well, yeah. There's, there's a whole season pass controversy, but get gone. I'm also willing to pay for extra levels. Like, I'm happy. Like, I'm almost okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that uh, that... Star Wars Battlefront model, if the game was free to start with. Like, you got a few levels free. It's kind of like a demo. It's basically a shareware, and then you're paying for levels. That would have been a perfect model. But then people were upset because you bought the game outright. Yeah, you're paying 90 bucks for a game, and then just having to pay more to be able to keep on playing it. Yeah, so it's a valid, valid frustration. And also, someone that kid over there whose parents have a lot of money don't really know what he's going on, going on about just can pay, can pay for him to win games essentially because he can have much better stats or something. I do hear it funny because I love when games come in the news, especially of like the the a current affair type model where what happened recently where. A kid was so addicted to Fortnite that she peed her pants? Yeah, well, that, but this is the kind of thing where someone says that, and I go, well, look, children have done that a lot. Why is this specific child making the news? I've paid, peed my pants, like, from from laughter as, as a person that's old enough that shouldn't have. And, like, old people pee their pants. We don't give them a hard time. And what's... What's this parent writing into the news to tell him my daughter's Peter Pants playing a video game? Like, what? how does that reflect on the parent? I don't know how this story got out. That's my main point about it. You go, okay, so why is that Fortnite's game? You let your child play a game so long that they didn't, they felt that they, instead of going to the toilet, they would just wet themselves. And I'm going to teach her a lesson. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let everyone know. You want to play it for 14 hours a day? Go on, play it for 14 hours. Oh, you are? Oh, you love it. Okay, yeah, well... <laughs> Yep. Meanwhile, stop talking in the restaurant. Here's the iPad. Go play. Uh, yeah, uh, I cannot get into this argument again. It's not an argument. It's just a general communal groan, isn't it? We're talking to someone about people raising children. Although one of my friends did make a very valid point is that if you haven't got children, then you don't know how hard it is. So you can't really comment. This is also, yeah, this is also coming from two white males that yeah. do not have children. Do not have children. <laughs> so like, yeah, you should be spending 16 hours a day raising your children. How hard can it be? Can you find two hours a day to, I don't know, clean your seat? No, I can't. I can't find two hours. I can't tidy my room because I'm uh, too busy. I'm a grown adult. And forget turn up on time. That's not going to happen. You turn up on time. Just you turn up on Cope's time. That's, that's, that's true. There, there was this, I looked up these would you rathers and one was like, would you rather rock up always rock up 20 minutes early or always rock up 10 minutes late. And I was like, is that the question team? Would you rather be Baxter or Cope? I don't get what the, <laughs> what the, what the question is. It's Easily. not really hard. Would you rather? Straight up early. Yeah. I don't, I don't see like, what is wrong with turning up early to something? Like, how can, all right. So what was your answer to this question? Yeah. 
Why did you go with this? Well, rocking up early would obviously be the better case. Exactly. Like you just just take a book. <laughs> yeah. How hard can it be? Yeah, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> so I've I've been playing this game. Uh, I think it's on the phone as well. Oh, I'm actually not sure. It's called. I can't even, modern combat versus, I don't even know what it is. But basically, I've just been astounded. There are all these shooters on all these games. Like, uh, it's kind of, I guess it is pay to play. You're upgrading stuff. You can buy gems to go forward. But I'm not buying gems, but I'm still moving forward at a rate that I'm happy with, blah, blah, blah. But it's like this game that's extremely pretty. Like, it's like a Unreal Engine, like a, just very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Very pretty, <laughs> which I didn't expect. Very polished for a mobile game that A, I didn't hear, hadn't heard of before, and, and B, is free. But like, it's just really, really well presented. And the the thing that I've had, I haven't found good mobile games for the ta- for the iPad. And what it's come down to, which I haven't got into the Fortnite because you've got your two analog thumbs. One is the movement, and the, and the right one is the the aiming. Which is useless on a touchscreen interface. Yeah. Well, exactly. Because it's good because. They've got it to a point where wherever you put your thumb is is wherever the joystick starts, which is a cool feature. You don't, where you don't need to go the same position, so that's cool. But when you want to shoot, all of a sudden you have to move your thumb, and now you can't move while you're shooting. So it's it doesn't work for as far as I'm concerned. You can't move and shoot at the same time, which is the point of shooters, just to be going nuts. But what this game does is it automatically shoots when you're lined up with someone, which sounds like it's cheating. But when that's the method that everyone's doing, it becomes balanced. I don't know. I was, I was pleasantly surprised to have that as a mechanism for the iPad on a shooter. So for what it's worth, if you have an iPad, find out whatever it's called. Because <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Play the game that Coach described in the vaguest of terms. Yeah, and, and you'll love it. I've been hooked on that last couple of days. A game that I've been... Uh, so I've put very little time into gaming recently because I've been very busy. But the game I have been playing is uh, Far Cry 5. And I can't really say too much about it because I've only played like six hours or so or something. But it it's everything I wanted it to be. It is Far Cry 4, again, just more of it. Good theme. Like, I love just how radically different the themes, the locations. Yeah. and We're going to take on evangelical Christians, yeah. Yeah, I know it's like Assassin's Creed, how it's the same thing but different. But I like that it's different. Yeah. I mean, really, if you look at it, you go, oh, I liked that game. But just like another one, please. That's what they've done. Yeah, it's like pirates? Cool. I like pirates. Yeah. You want pirates? Yeah, have some more pirates. You want a game where you go run around shooting people? Here's a game where you run around shooting people. How hard can it be? Are you one of the people that's excited for Red Dead 2? Like it's going to be the rock star? I was. I am no longer excited for Red Dead 2. Okay. Waited too long? No. It was announced a couple of months ago that there is going to be microtransactions in it. Oh, boo, really? Which means that I cannot get behind it because I do not ethically support it. There we go. On the topic of Rockstar, I'm behind you. I, I, I agree. Did you hear that the GDA 5 became the the most... Oh, it's, a, it's the highest selling entertainment thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. How crazy is that? Does that mean it's more than like these paid with like Clash of the Clans? And th- I guess it is. Yeah, it's, it was... I think it also is the highest... It was the highest selling game in a couple of weeks anyway. Ever and even now they're ba- but it's it's a bit silly. Like, of course it's going to end up going that way because they've basically been selling the same game for po- how lot four years. But people are still buying it. That's the great thing. Yeah, people are still buying it and buying like the expansion, but but they're not buying expansions. They're just putting money into it to just keep on playing the game. It came out in two thousand and thirteen. Jesus, 
And it's still great. <laughs> at that point, I had just moved to Australia. We possibly hadn't met at that point. Why did it make us feel old? <laughs> Good work on that one, yeah. Oh, I had another one of those recently where someone went, wait, hang on, how old are you? And I told them and they go, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with this because before I left, I was 29 and I was great. Younger than 30, fantastic. Yeah, how old are you now? Wh- yeah, no, I'm still 30, right? But when I get home... I'm pretty much going to have my birthday and I'm going to be 31. So I'm going to have been gone away for a year and I've aged two years. How does that happen? Not only are you more than 10,000 days old, but you're now 31. Yeah. Ah, yeah. 31 is significantly older than 29. Hang on, how old is 10,000 days? Because I must be getting close to that. It's like 26 and something, I think. Oh, shit. Get fucked, because I mean, I'll be past it. Maybe 27. Po- good. Oh, I could be really close to 10,000 days. You, should, you can, there's a quick Google, you say, how many days old am I? Or how many days since... And then type your birthday. Let's go. I am 9,928 days old. I have got 72 days until I'm 10,000 days old. That's exciting. You can plan for it. That's great. 29th of August is when I turn 1,000 days old. Are you in the UK at that point? Oh, shit. Let me check. That would be great. That is exciting. We can be wait, at each other's 10,000. Wait, wait, wait. I let wait, wait. you fly it like two days before or something. Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in there for all of July. Pretty much. But not for the very end of August. August, we'll probably be in Italy or something. But I'll, I'll have a beer in your honour. <sighs> Fuck it, I'll just have to fly to Italy on uh, Wednesday the 29th. I, I, can't, I can't do that. I'm, I'm using When is it? Shows. It's the 29th. 29th of August, yeah. Look, let me just write it in, just in case you know, weird, weird shit happens, you know? If you're in the UK, I will leave work as soon as I can and drive to wherever you are. And we will then go and have a beer on my 10,000 day. 10,000 days. Well, you never know. Let's see what happens. It's only taken us eight eight months to not see each other, so we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully we will have seen each other by then, seeing as you are coming back to the UK for the third time. Yeah, because we did pass through, didn't we? That's, that's no, no, no. You had, you had London and then you came back for Scotland as well, didn't you? Oh, because Scotland counts, does it? I guess it does. Scotland, yeah. Scotland is part of the... I'm not going into this conversation again. <laughs> That's true. We'll make it well, yeah. We've got a few house sets lined up, which we're pretty excited about. That's an exciting thing for everyone to come back to, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. Hopefully this one will be released before then. Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully it'll be released just, sooner than 72 be- days. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, go. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. You've missed out, like, everything. Okay, tell me what else I have to say. <laughs> well, Copes, what's your Twitter handle so people can follow you? It's at... Copes Island. I'm at Tarkman Ultimate. The two hardest to spell Twitter handles going around. Uh, it's in, it's in the show easy. notes because Copes put it there. Where should people go after the episode to uh, get more information about the show, Copes? They should go to puppiesandwatermelon.com. And in there, got all the information about how to subscribe, how to get those Twitter links as well, how to like some Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Send us a message. That's great too. Find how to rate us on iTunes. That's a, that's a thing that all. We, I, a big conspiracy theory. I don't know if it actually does make a difference. But who cares? If you want to re- leave us a nice little uh, review. <laughs> I'm, I'm boycotting it already. Yeah, forget that. Forget what I just said. Just leave us a review because it's a really nice thing to do and we feel good about ourselves. Just be a nice person. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Wow. <laughs> All right, man. It's been a good time. Let's go. Uh, we should catch up and do this more often. We should. Roughly every fortnight. I'll catch you next time. Cool. <laughs> Peace.